Flip the Kettle On, a podcast brought to you by igrain.com.au. Today, we are joined by one of our growers, David Elwin, who is also an agronomist for Yenda Produce in the Riverina of New South Wales. Our Riverina account manager, Michaela McCormack, chats to David about the challenges that growers in the region are facing this season, specifically around early planting and ryegrass resistance. Pour yourself a cuppa and enjoy this quick 10-minute chat with David. Today I'm joined by Dave Irwin. He's one of my growers from Colin Ruby at the Riverina, um, who also happens to be an agronomist. Uh, Dave and I met at Henty last year. It was a random meet when I had some hay prices on a board out in front of my tent. Um, and I actually ended up helping him sell some of his hay and subsequent grain this season. So thanks for joining us today, Dave. Oh, thanks, McCarley. Yeah, um... So, McCarley and I met, as mentioned, at Henty last year, and, and iGrain have been great in helping me um, move some parcels of hay and, and grain that we were lucky enough to produce from last season. Um, as mentioned, uh, yeah, I run a uh, cropping and, and hay, mainly uh, operation, uh, 20k south of Burrell in a little district called Colin Ruby in southern New South Wales. Um, we trade some livestock as well, but... Um, just to keep me um, out of trouble. Uh, I also work uh, off-farm off a couple of days a week as an agronomist for a local farmers co-op, Yenna Producers. Um, yeah, so McCarley's invited me on to, to talk about a couple of couple of things that, that are going on within uh, the 2020 season. Um, so, yeah, obviously a very stark difference to last year, particularly for a, couple, a, lot, of, a lot of New South Wales growers. Um, last year we were lucky enough to grab a a couple of storms, um, Anzac Day, sort of early May last year, which which gave us a little bit of bulk in our crops. Um, a lot of people with good fallow management and um, and moisture retention were able to produce some grain um, in our local area, although it uh, weren't great yields. The the prices are uh, helped. Uh, by no means was it an economic result for a lot of my clients, but uh, it. Uh, it was it was a year that we sort of got out of got out of jail, I suppose. But uh, as you go further north and, and east, um, probably from where we are, I think uh, through New South Wales was, was a very very tough season. So um, yeah, McCarley, you you can throw up any questions you like, and I'll try and answer to the best if I can. Excellent, excellent. Um, so as you've mentioned, I guess apart from the increase in moisture levels that we've got running into this season and confidence. Um, I did notice this year that a lot of guys were on the track just burning diesel fairly early and planting. Um, was that the case around you as well? Yeah, definitely. We're seeing a lot of growers that uh, took the opportunity to sow early crops, um, whether it be uh, grazing crops. There's been a little bit of a swing, I suppose, to, to people producing um, some long season, season varieties in our part of the world. Um, there's a range of different different issues that we've sort of that have, they, this has been throwing up um, for starters because believe it or not um, growers having actually too much biomass and not enough livestock on the ground this uh, has been a question uh, over the last week or so I've had like querying about making silage um, trying to top top paddocks just to try and stop seed set of uh, some self-sown stuff and that's that's going through to, to, to grain probably too early than we like to see um, yeah. There's also a couple of things we're seeing with uh, some of the some of the longer season weeks that uh, 
are probably not holding their vernalisation requirements, so they're not um, they're not holding long enough till they're becoming reproductive. So, uh, so a lot of some of those varieties, I should say, have been sown early into very very warm soil conditions with high moisture levels, and have actually uh, probably pushed through their, their growing process too quickly. Um, and yeah, we would have hoped those those varieties would have held. Um, until well into July before they would, you know, hit first node stage or, or become reproductive. So um, they're, they're going to be a little bit hard to manage, assuming they, they are, you know, we're, we're trying to um, graze them as heavily as we possibly can to try and hold them. But uh, yeah. if they do want to become reproductive and, and shoot ahead up, well, they'll, they'll give us give us a little bit of trouble. So, Dave, you said you mentioned about um, people trying to graze them off. Um, I was actually talking to my dad on the weekend and he mentioned they had a season pretty similar to this, like when he was farming, he's retired now. But he said that he, they actually did a lot of slashing. Um, they just slashed and, and let it come back up. Is that, is that sort of an option or what's like just grazing or like the silage sort of thing or what's, what's the outcome for that? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of options there. The, the issue that I've probably got with it, I have got customers that, that, are, that are cutting crops um, yeah. slashing. Um, the issue that I've got is, is if they do happen to get um, that, that primary tiller and, and therefore lock, lock that primary head off with the, if it's in the boot. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you, you can do that and you will see other tillers that will come up. They may not meet the same yield potential that that primary tiller would, would have. But, yeah, look, there's, there's like lots of things within farming. There's, there's, there's many ways to skin a cat. Um, yeah. And we'll probably know by the end of the season what was the best option at the time. But it's very much a paddock by paddock, client by client discussion to have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I guess that's one of the issues that we're seeing this year around you and some of these earlier crops. But as far as coming out of, like, these years of drought, and, I mean, I guess we've been pretty lucky in the Riverina. We've always seemed to manage to scam something at the end of the season. But the guys north, like, coming out of two, three, four years drought, like, what sort of things are we, which is the, like, are we looking for? Like, is it, like, obviously the fertiliser is a big thing, but is there, you know, what else should we... Are they? Are you looking for on the ground? Yeah, so probably for, for people that are sort of, and I do have clients. I, I have clients that so I go out um, probably in a 150k radius from where I live north, and that, that had very very tough seasonal conditions last year. And um, with these growers, I mean, we're probably yeah, obviously focus turns to, to weed management, nutrition, and times like this. Um, Nutrition, the country, uh, you know, has reasonable levels of nitrogen. With our uh, soil test we did early, majority of paddocks would have at least 100 units of nitrogen underneath them. So um, early season nutrition is okay, bar the very early sown crops like early sown barley, which, I, which I've seen over the last week are, are starting to look for, for some nitrogen in patches. Now, that might mightn't be as bad depending on people's rotations and different things but um, the weed management is always a big issue because you, you don't you don't think that there's probably been a lot of a, a weed seed set over the years and because the seasons turn tight the, the checkbook gets stapled shut um, and so therefore probably the weed control hasn't been probably where you'd like it to be in tough conditions so particularly the early sown, sown crops um, do have a reasonable area of uh, of uh, amount of weed pressure, sorry, um, yep. Yep. and and you know obviously they had pre-emergence stuff like that. The later sown stuff seems quite good because we were able to get out you know good knockdowns, uh, double knocks, and good pre-emergent programs. But like pre all pre-emergence, you know the, the best you can expect out of them is a, is a 95% job, and and if it's uh, 
So if there's 5% of a, a big weed burden there, they'll, they'll still give you paddocks that uh, probably have a little bit too much weed pressure for, for my liking, yeah. Yeah, I guess that, that leads to one of the other things I was going to talk to you about. Um, like through the drought, we saw um, a lot of grain come in from Western Australia and South Australia into the eastern seaboard as, as a feed. Um, I used to live over in Western Australia, and um, when I was over there 20, <coughs> sorry, 20 odd years ago, like ryegrass resistance was a huge thing then. You know, we had the ryegrass charts, and, you know, it was a major, major issue. A couple of things on the ryegrass. Um, Obviously, with the China thing that's come out, we're obviously all talking about India is going to be our next um, big marketplace. Um, and the news reports this week are they're happy to take our grain, but they have a nil tolerance on ryegrass and turnip. So what are you seeing with ryegrass in the Riverina? Are, you, are we starting to see some of this resistance come about um, already prior to Western Australian grain being imported? Like, it's going to be a big issue, isn't it? Oh, look, it's probably, it's, it takes a year like this. It, it, look, it's been a big issue for us for a long period of time. I mean, um, I've been on my farm, farming full-time for, uh, since, uh, what, uh, sort of uh, 2006, 2007 in there in the back of the droughts. And, um, look, we, we post-emergent herbicides on my farm, which has had a, a decent cropping history, was were, were iffy then. Um, a year like this where we have a very early break, uh, we're seeing uh, a lot of, a lot of glyphosate-resistant ryegrass, um, which, I mean, we, we, we knew it was there ticking along in the background, but because we've had, um, I suppose we haven't had early breaks in the last few years, we, it's, it seems a lot more prevalent this year because we got an early germination, we were able to get an early knockdown. Um, look, 100% it's going to be a, a, one of our biggest uh, issues going forward. The, the main way that we work, well, I work with my growers is to try and implement a robust rotation to try and try and drill numbers down. Um, yeah. But there's no doubt it's going to be a management issue going forward. I mean, we, um, a lot of growers were able to get double, double knocks out um, in this year because we had that early break, but, but even double knocks can be disappointing um, in different situations when the ryegrass plant gets big and the plant's able to metabolise that glyphosate in the first pass. Um, so, yeah... No doubt. I mean, we, we've gone back to, we are in a situation where we're heavily reliant on pre-emergent herbicides, and as I mentioned before, if the population is high, they can still give you disappointing jobs. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it will always be there in the background. It's never a problem that we'll eradicate. It's just a problem that we have to manage, and even more so now than, than 20 years ago, it just needs to more attention to detail to, to try and get it right. And, yeah, in my mind, I don't think you're ever going to fix herbicide resistance with another herbicide, so it needs to be about implementing robust rotations and, and getting a crop sequence that, that is both profitable and gives you a benefit of nitrogen and reduces weed pressure. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, generally, what's our feel for, for the crop this year around around the Riverina, like around where you are? What are you thinking? Is it a Look, 2016 I, I, year, or what are we talking uh, about? Unfortunately, I'm not that optimistic. Um, <laughs> I remember as a very young agro uh, uh, farmer, who was a very old farmer at the time, said, said it, uh, it, uh, it only rains at one end of the season and it's <laughs> raining at the start. We'll hope it carries through. Um, look, I, look, we're sitting on a, where we are locally and probably where a lot of New South Wales is sitting on a reasonable profile. So yep. we will have a, a definitely a level of production. Uh, where that is, it comes down to the money months, I call them, comes down to August, September for September. us. Yeah. Um, so we're a little bit we're a little bit earlier. So we've probably pushed that in August. If you, as you go 
further east, it would probably more be September, October. But um, look, it does, won't take a lot of rainfall to get us through winter because we're sitting on the profile from from um, you know really good opening rains. Um, look, we will we will produce some grain. Um, people at the moment, it's turning to nutrition and and, uh, and weed control, and then yeah, look, we will see uh, what happens with the springtime in terms of where our potential yield will go. But at the moment, look, I suppose you would, uh, you know, you probably would have seen more of New South Wales than I have, but across my time base, things probably could look a lot better. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's a bit hit and miss, unfortunately, but um, I think we'll take whatever we can get. And Dave, look, honestly, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to hear your insights into the whole job and um, hopefully we'll talk another day. No problems. Thanks, Macaulay, and thanks to the iGrade team. Thanks for listening in and we hope you got something out of today's chat with David. If you like what you hear, feel free to give us five stars, hit subscribe in your podcast app and pass it on to your mates.